Hello there. Presented by the Atlas Strength Shop. This is the Atlas Nerds in Iron Podcast. Hey, it's Cameron with the Atlas Nerds in Iron Podcast. And today we sit down with Coach Matt and we talk about his experiences at Battle on the Bayou this past weekend. But first, we're going to talk about our sponsors. Hope you enjoy the show. First and foremost, we have StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce Energy is a veteran-owned energy supplement company. They come in these little pouches similar to Crystal Light pouches that you can put in whatever you are drinking to give yourself a nice little hit of caffeine. I personally love taking these in the afternoon right before I train because I'm not a big fan of beta alanine, and they give me just enough energy to get through my workout without leaving me with a big crash afterwards. They come in four awesome flavors, original, which tastes a lot like Red Bull, grape, orange, and lemon. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout, and you're going to save 20% on your next order. Next up, we have ImpactMouthGuards.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout at ImpactMouthGuards.com, and you're going to get you a dentist office quality product without the dentist office quality price. What they're going to do is they're going to send you a custom mold. You're going to bite down on it, send it back to them, and in a couple of weeks, you're going to have a mouth guard that fits you and only you, give you something really good to bite down on during those max effort events. They also have awesome athletic tapes, some really cool apparel, and a lot of other products as well. So, again, use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% at impactmouthguards.com. Next up, we have our newest sponsor, Sticks and Stone. Sticks and Stone got their start during the pandemic whenever iron plates were going for $3, $4 a pound. And what they do is they make molds that will allow you to make weight plates out of concrete that will fit your Olympic-sized barbell. We actually discovered them on TikTok because they are now making custom Husafel stones. They come in 210, 310, and 409 weights. We just got a full set of them for Louisiana's Strongest Man next year. They're also going to be here at the third annual Rougarou Classic, November 19th. So go ahead and place an order that will bring it down, and you can get you a custom set of stones as well. And last but not least, we have the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. That is who we are. We are the center for strength sports in the state of Louisiana with everything from strongman to powerlifting to general strength and conditioning. If you're in the Baton Rouge area, definitely come and see us. The best time to visit us is on Strongman Saturdays every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not in the Baton Rouge area and you still want to support us, then the best thing for you to do is to go to the website at atlasstrengthshop.com and check out our apparel line. If you use promo code ATLASNERDS10 at checkout, you're going to save 10% on that apparel line. Now let's get to the show. Good evening and welcome to the Atlas Nerds and Iron Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Ray, and this is our beautiful co-host, Mr. Matthew Cavalier. How are you doing today, Matt? Doing great, Cam. How are you? I am not too bad, but I, I feel like I'm more tired than you, and I don't feel like that should be the case. You Why are. do you have so much energy today? Um, I'm just better. You're better? Yeah. Is that what it is? That's what it is. <laughs> you know what You know what it tells me? Huh? It tells me you left a lot on the table yesterday. That's what it tells uh, me. Maybe. There's yeah. always next time. Yep, there's <laughs> always next time. But in reality, like... When you're doing a strongman competition, in, in reality, you're only doing about five, six minutes worth of actual work that day. It also did not hurt that we were in a climate-controlled building. Yes. So I was not nearly as tired as I would have been in a normal strongman Saturday. Yep. Um, as opposed to, like, especially something like Alabama Strongest. Yeah, in August. You're out on, in the sun all on the day beach, in the middle of August. Yeah. On the concrete. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So if you're listening to this, you probably already know what we're going to talk about today, and that is battle on the bayou that happened yesterday in new orleans louisiana it was a it was a strongman course show it's the first one these guys have put on um hopefully it won't be their last i'm hoping they do another one i enjoyed it uh but yeah it, it was a lot of fun to be had by all and we're going to talk about matt's experience with it so 
we'll just go ahead and start from the very, very top. Uh, you walk into the El Area Center. Mm-hmm. You get signed in. How you, you feel? Like, how you feel? You're like, hey, or let's go ahead and we'll back it up. Weigh-ins. How you yeah. feel like weigh-ins went for you? Did everything go as planned? Uh, yeah, very easy. Um, I actually probably didn't need to do the water cut that I did, but I don't like leaving things up to chance. Mm-hmm. So um, a few hours before actually driving to West Wego for the weigh-in, I sat in the tub and cut off probably a pound and a half, two pounds, and then went way in and came in at like 226 and a half, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, way in was smooth. I was in and out, signed the paperwork I needed to sign, went check out the competition area, and was out the door in like 20 minutes. Awesome. They already have everything set up? It was staged. Okay. Everything was there, but it wasn't quite ready. Okay, cool. Well, it's, it never is until the night, uh, until the day of. Right. So, the next morning, show up. What there was? How was the check-in process? Whenever you got there that day, did you have to check in again, or did you just walk no. in, set your stuff down, and wait for the rules meeting? I got my band the night before, so I just slapped the band on and walked right in the door, no problem. Okay. Um, I didn't have to sign anything else or check with anybody. Just went straight to the back. Mm-hmm. I remember you had you grabbed me a band mm-hmm. for as to basically act as your handler, and that that was weird. Because, like, you still had to pay to get in, and the area that you were supposed to have access to, everybody had access to anyway. Yeah, it, I thought it was going to get you in the door. Yeah. And I thought that was your entrance. I didn't think you still had to pay your entrance. It's like, well, that was kind of defeat the purpose. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, and full disclosure, that was the entire reason that I offered to pick you up. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to figure well, I'll sacrifice a couple hours of sleep to save 20 bucks. Yeah, it didn't work out for you, bud. No, it did not work out for me. <laughs> worth a shot and then uh also brings me a thing speaking of losing an hour of sleep brings me a thing i was the most disappointed about as far as how everything was ran all that space all those sponsors and they didn't have a single energy drink on site yeah i did notice that they didn't have much um in the way of energy drinks but they didn't have, they didn't have any yeah so they didn't sell any of the concessions cool. nope no nope didn't have any for sale at the concessions not that i saw anyway well i know they had beer because i got some after yeah but did, did they have anything other than Michelob Ultra? Miller Lite. Miller Lite. Which you yeah. love Miller Lite. I love Miller Lite. That's my go-to drinking beer. I don't know. It, it just tastes like water. It tastes like beer. It tastes like Milwaukee's finest Pilsner. It tastes like water. It tastes like Milwaukee's finest Pilsner. Like if somebody pissed in it. It tastes like beer, God damn it. Oh, if you say so. <laughs> uh, yeah, You know me. Uh, when I order a beer, it's going to be something like you can't read the newspaper through. I mean, I do that too, but yeah. you know, I just have appreciation for the dark and the light side. Okay, you Fair evil, enough. evil Fair bastard. Enough. <laughs> Fair enough. So, got checked in, got the rules meeting out of the way, and then they did a uh, they did a color guard presentation, and then everything got started right after that. I was surprised to see the color guard presentation when I saw them marching. It's like, oh, oh, guess I should take my hat off. Yep, it was cool. Yeah, um, makes everything feel just a little bit that much more official. <laughs> yeah, like. I don't remember did because it looked like the um, it looked like the um, I want to say hacky sack. That's not right. It looked like the cornhole guys were already going when they got there. Did their game stop for the yeah? Or did they keep going? It was pretty quiet. I want to say they stopped. Okay. Yeah. Like imagine you know gearing up for your for your gearing up for your throw, and then all of a sudden you have to stop for a color guard. They're red-blooded Americans, man. They're proud Fair to enough. do it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you don't you don't get that good 
at, at cornhole, cornhole at a beer drinking game yeah and not be patriotic come on did you hear how much those guys won yeah 10 grand like what the hell are we doing in Songman? <laughs> I don't know, but guys who played Cornwall went walking out with big time cash prizes. Like there was, <laughs> it was a bigger cash prize at a local cornhole tournament than at some national level shows. Yep. Like USS Nationals doesn't have, or Strongman Corps Nationals, not, none of the nationals on the amateur level have a ten thousand dollar cash prize. I think the biggest cash prize I've seen a strongman at the amateur level was a deadlift. Whoever had the heaviest deadlift walked out with like a thousand bucks or yeah. something like that. Yep. I've yeah. seen that before. No, that that's the only thing I remember seeing. You don't see cash prize until you get to the pro level. Yeah. <clears throat> and there were um there were a couple kids there in like matching shop matching shirts and flip flops playing. Mm-hmm. And apparently they were pros. Yeah. Pro, pro cornhole players. Yeah, my thing is, if you can do your sport in flip-flops, it's not a sport. Well, they right. get paid to do it, so. Yeah. Maybe I'm just bitter. <laughs> it sounds like you're bitter. Yeah. <laughs> talking to somebody, and, you know, we were talking shit about it, and it's like, you should go over there and show them all up. He'd be like, y'all may be, y'all may be really good at this, but I'm an alcoholic and a dad. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not going to name my name, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he listens to our podcast or not. No idea. Yeah, I'll tell you afterwards. But um, so yeah, first event was the deadlift. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? How how do you feel about how the deadlift went for you? Well, opening weight was going to be lighter than I anticipated, which eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was four sixty two in lieu of four seventy five. Four sixty two flew up. Yeah, it really um, did. It took me so long to get onto the platform to actually do my first attempt. I just kept doing singles at 405, like, every 5 to 10 minutes just because I didn't want to get cold. Yeah. Um, but 462 went up, no problem. That was the one event they had one lane for. Mm-hmm. And, like, I really wish they would have reached out because we could have brought the one that was here. Actually, what they could have done, they might have did it the way they did it for just the convenience of scoring, keeping mm-hmm. track of everybody, which I understand when you have a lot of people going at once, it can get discombobulated. But... From a competitor's perspective, I think it would have gone easier if when they reached that weight, if you wanted to hit that weight, then yeah. you should have been allowed to jump in. Because um, even if I didn't start till 462, mm-hmm. like if that was going to be my determined starting weight from my weight class, when we got to it, it would have like been... we did with the silver dollar deadlift yeah, that we had. I would have yeah. liked to have been able to jump in. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it didn't stop me from doing anything. So. Yeah. It really wasn't detrimental. It just it was probably more my excitement just to get going mm-hmm. more than anything else. No, you hit four sixty two, then you hit five oh two. That was easy as hell. Five oh two moved very easily. And I really think that if you would have gotten like a second attempt mm-hmm. on five forty two. I don't I think it I was think there. Gone up. Yeah. I just couldn't get comfortable. Like I just I just couldn't find where I wanted to be and just couldn't commit to the pull. I think if you pulled it on a deadlift bar, you'd mm, get it. Probably. Just because from from what I've noticed with people who grind through reps on that bar, and I just and I kind of realized this after watching everybody yesterday with it, because there's such a long there's such the the phase of pulling the slack out of the bar is so long. Yeah. That when it gets to the point where the weight's actually leaving the ground, it feels like a sticking point. And like in on my second on the second go in that last attempt, I felt it leave the ground. Yep. 
but it felt like it moved in front of me. Like it felt like I couldn't keep it close Only to me. Only your left side came up. Okay. I don't think you were centered on the bar. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Um, the bar did, when I walked up to the bar, I tried to straighten it up a little bit. It did feel like it was a little off, but I, I could have taken the time to straighten it out and I didn't. So yeah, it's it is what it is. I, you know, the rules, you know how it all works. Yeah. I could have, I could have taken a second to readjust everything and I just decided to go for it as it was. So had you gotten 542, would it have put you at a different place in the rankings for that event? I would have to go back and look, but May, I'm going maybe, probably yeah. not, but maybe. It's a definite maybe. Uh, the two guys that tied for that tied for first for that event both pulled 622. I know Perkins was one of them. Perkins and Josh Fox. I figured Josh Fox would be the other one. Yeah, yeah. yeah both of them did very, very well in that event. That was a lifetime PR on any deadlift for Perkins. Um, I my goal going in yesterday was on the deadlift was to pull 500 in competition, and I did just that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm at a point to where it feels like 500 pounds is not such a barrier <laughs> anymore. You've now hit, you've now pulled more than 500 pounds three times in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, you pulled that 502 warming up for 515, and then you pulled 502 at this comp. Yeah, so going into this block of training, I should be pulling into the mid to heavy fours consistently. Yep. And then pushing that 500. So let me ask you this. I know you're planning on retesting your lifts. Are you going to bother retesting with a deadlift? Or are you just going to skip that one and move on to the other ones? Part of me says yes because I'm going to train on a regular deadlift bar. Okay. So I feel like maybe I should just because mm-hmm. different bars is different feels and different feels means different numbers. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, is it really necessary? Yeah. So. I mean, if, even, even if, like we said, I just do a heavy triple to yeah. see what a heavy triple is. You know, if I, if I can pull 485 three times or 490 three times, then that's pretty. I feel like you could. Yeah. So, the only other person we have to talk about with the deadlift, Caleb Wells. He also competed. So, mm-hmm. out, out of Atlas, it was you, Caleb Wells, and uh, and Andrew Perkins. Right. And he, I think he got up to, he pulled 464. Mm. Yeah, he pulled, his, he pulled, yeah, and, 462. Yeah, 462. And he was able to get that, but that was it. Yeah. So, I think that's right. No, he had a sec. Well, he was in the that heavyweight. Was his second, that was his second uh, yeah. attempt. So, 422 was the one he got. Right. Well, he said going into that, he was not really comfortable with the heavy deadlift. Yeah. So he just wanted to hit what he knew he could. Mm-hmm. And he said if the next one felt funky, he just wasn't going to even go for it. Yeah. So. So after that event, then we moved on to the Farmer Carry Duckwalk medley. Yep. I don't think I actually got to watch you do that one. How, how did it go? Um, you recorded it. Did I? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I recorded so many people yesterday. Uh, that went. The farmer carry went easier than I thought it would. Good. I really thought the 265 per hand moved a lot faster than... I remember now. You blazed through that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was surprised how fast I moved with that. Um, a little disappointed that I lost my footing with the duck walk. Like, it kind of got out from under me, mm-hmm. and I had to set it down, but I recovered quickly and was able to finish strong. At least you didn't do like Perkins and do a flip over the handles. Yeah. Um, that was a nice Olympic uh, gymnastic move there. Like what happened? Did he just trip? Yeah, or? he just completely just lost his footing and went right over the handlebars like a kid on a bike. Yeah. But he somersaulted like an athlete. It happens. You know, like Captain America and mm-hmm. then finished it. Yep. 
So uh, I know you've been training that event a lot. They've mm-hmm. used the same implements that we did for the uh, for the duck walk. Yep, the duck walk felt exactly the same. Yep, it's the same tool. The mm-hmm. only thing that felt different was the pharmacare. It felt lower. It was lower. But it felt easier to pull. Like, I didn't have any trouble with it at all. Good, good. Um, I personally hate those handles. Just because, uh, so the, for those of you that have never used the Titan Fitness upright handles, stay away from them. Mm-hmm. They don't have feet, which means if you misstep, you trip, it's going to break your ankle. Um, the good thing about yesterday, event, it was a straight line. We didn't have to make any turns. Mm-hmm. So if you were halfway smart with what you were doing, you didn't really have to worry about it. Yeah. That event kind of annoyed me because a lot of guys were just slamming the handles down. I was just thinking that too. So many of them were just dropping them from hip height. And it's like I watched too many of these guys pick up these these handles way too easy not to demonstrate some sort of control at the end. Yeah. It's like I, I get it. You're trying to get the fastest time, but come on, man. There, There's nothing that's going to make it quicker by dropping it rather than controlling it down. Yeah, just, just – Like if you ease it down, then yeah, that's going to be slower. But just you have like, like a deadlift. Go down with the weight. Yeah, like you having your hands on it isn't going to make it slower than – because gravity is it's not an infinitesimally fast speed. If anything, I felt it was easier to transition from the farmer to the duck walk because I knew where it was. Yeah. Because my hand was still on it, so I just stepped right over it. It's not like you're going to move while the weight's in midair. Right. And like some of these guys, when they drop it, it bounced and it moved to a different position. Yep. And I saw a couple of them trying to like hobble over it. It's like, well, because yeah. you threw it. Yep. Now you have, don't know where it is. Yep. And not only <clears> that, but it's, it's disrespectful to the equipment. It's disrespectful to the venue. Right. Like we had um, th- this event was held at the Alario Center on a lot. Of, I don't think a lot of people realize it. A basketball court. Yeah. If if if, one, if someone would have taken that and nose dove it into the floor, um, that would have been an expensive fix. Yeah. Like that's it, it's thin. I don't, what, what was that? What was that towel made out of? Do you do you wind up touching it? It felt squishy. Like it felt like. Hard enough to do what we yeah. were doing, but like when you put your finger it's into just like it, a small rubber, a small rubber tile. No, it was thick. It must have been like that. Okay, but it felt like it was easy enough to pop it up. Yeah. So like if you'd have caught a corner of the handle in between the tiles, I felt like mm-hmm. you could have just popped it right out. Yeah, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if uh, if there was an insurance claim on that floor to get that repaired. Mm-hmm. But um. But yeah, not only that, but some people, especially coming back towards the stands, mm-hmm. ran so fast that it, w- by not controlling it down, they just slung it into the stands. Yeah, yeah, where people's families were hanging out. Right. So that's that's not cool. At the end of the day, it's we're just picking up weight and we're putting it back down. There's right. no reason to be disrespectful. But aside from that, I was able to finish the run in 27 seconds, which I had done. 70% of all that weight in training for like 23 seconds. Yeah. So I was happy man. with it. You did yeah. great. So third event. What was the third event? Third overhead. Event was, yeah, the overhead event. Yep. That was your best event. Oh, it, it always is. <laughs> I have Well, I have never seen your jerks look that pretty before. I had decided to do the jerk in the way I did it like two weeks ago. Yeah. Push like, jerks are the way to go for strongman, in my opinion. For rep events, mm-hmm. um, you save so much energy. Everything's quicker. It's snappier. Mm-hmm. You don't have to reset your feet like you do a split jerk. Yep. Yep. But yeah, and it you, didn't burn out my triceps. Yes. Um, you actually tied with 
Seven, like, did you tie with Perkins? No, no Perkins, Perkins had eight. Perkins tied at nine. The scoreboard gave him credit for nine. So they gave him credit for that last one. Okay. Yep. I wasn't sure if they get that last one in my mind was close, but I didn't hear them give it to him, so I wasn't sure. Yeah. But when we looked at the score, they gave him the credit for nine. Yeah, and you only and you were only two away from him. The dude mm-hmm. built like an Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I looking at the pictures we all took, I look so small compared to that guy. Everybody looks small compared to him. He's in our weight class. It makes me sick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like gain forty pounds. Yeah, he needs to be a heavyweight. What are you doing, man? Yeah. What, you're you're like six three. Go go eat a sandwich and heavyweight. <laughs> eat like five sandwiches. Yeah, you nerd. <laughs> Uh, do we sound bitter? Uh, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but like, he, 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 even the guy, even the guy that came in second was like, "You need to keep him away from us." <laughs> uh, yeah. Spoiler alert, Andrew. Um, he won the entire. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about. Yeah, it. we'll get to yeah, it. We'll get to all that later. Um, jumping ahead. So, killed the overhead. Yeah, killed. Absolutely killed the overhead. Um, I I should have gotten eight. You should have. Um. But I just lost my rhythm. I just lost my groove. I think if the your first rep was kind of ugly, mm-hmm. and I think if that first rep would have been just as pretty as the rest of them, yeah. you would have had enough energy to lock out that eighth rep. By the time I got to the third rep, that's when I found my stride, and yeah. it just started popping up. Yep. Like, it felt snappy. Yep. Also, when you drop the weight, you step back, you ask the – we talked about this at the show. Yeah. You yeah. ask the, uh, the judge how much time you had left. You got a time check. I think if you hadn't have taken the time to do that and you just would have operated as though you had a full minute still and just went and did the thing, Mm -hmm. you would have executed that that rep perfect. Maybe, yeah. Probably so. Because, like, you wasted some time talking about it, and then you were like, oh, shit, I only have 10 seconds. Right. Yeah. So, it happens. It was cool though, because I got a lot of props for that for the overhead event. It, it, it looked amazing. Like everybody was supportive on everything else I did, but yeah. I I really got compliments on the overhead. Yeah. I don't think I don't think people were expecting me to be that good in, in the clean and jerk. Like, I wish my overhead was as good as <laughs> I really do. A little secret that a lot of guys don't know: I used to do a lot of Olympic lifting in my younger days, so cleaning and jerking are pretty damn well what I do. <laughs> yeah. And thank God you can do it in strongman. Yep. So, fourth event was the Zercher Carry. Yep. That event, I'm pretty sure that event lasted three hours. That event was, actually, I'm a, I'll am be honest, I don't think anyone who set up that event expected it to go as long as it did. I also, I don't think any of the competitors expected it. So, I remember uh, Andrew Perkins was like, people are going to get out on this so quick. I when thought by the time training. we got to the third attempt, everybody would be pretty much done. Yeah. Because the 475 just felt so freaking heavy. And then, uh, what's that that kid's name? Levy? Yeah. Well, he's like 115 pounds soaking wet. It's like on on run number five. It's like, what? Yeah, doing what? well into the 500s. <laughs> it was ridiculous. They got up to 675, I think. Yeah. On the way. That was insane. I think the last one was like 700, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think the last one was 700. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Um, the or setup was a little weird. I, I think they had to do that because the building manager saw what they were doing with the farmer carry. Yeah, I think that's I think that's exactly what happened. Like that that was kind of because it seemed almost like an afterthought on how we're going to protect the floor mm-hmm. more. They just I think they just did the best they could with what they had. Yeah, because at the end of the day, they didn't want to be held responsible for potentially damaging the floors, which, which I don't blame them at all. Yeah, yeah, like I don't blame them for making that decision one bit. Yeah, 
And uh, it's not like if it wasn't fair. We all have to deal with the same conditions. Yep. So it is what it is. So for those of you who are listening, uh, essentially what what they did was they took some some gym tiles, like the square gym tiles that locked together, mm-hmm. and they spaced them out along the along the uh, the path to give just an extra little cushion of drop for the yoke. Yep. But because they weren't connected together, some of them were getting spun around. And they slid around a little yeah, bit. They slid, they slid a lot. And I, I really felt bad for the helpers for that event because they kept having to readjust the path in between every set. Every and person. there were two lanes. Yeah. And that and those yokes started getting heavy, heavy. So having mm-hmm. to reset between every competitor, like it was a lot. Yeah. Daniel Tate had to come jump in and help out. Yeah. And uh, for you who don't know, Daniel Tate is a pretty damn high-level competitor himself, and he yeah. had to get under some serious weight to help move it. Yep. They finally got smart and started stripping uh, two columns off yeah. to move it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that that event was a shit show. So um, um, I did four, I did the opener at 475 and went halfway with 525, um, blacked out halfway and spun around like, all right, I'm done with this shit. Yeah. And then after that, everybody else took it for a run. Went all the way to 700. It was ridiculous. Yep. Uh, and it would have gone even longer than that, but so um, not not going to get too much into it, but it was down to the last two and middleweight and the middleweight open. Mm-hmm. One of the competitors, I just realized that both of them outlasted the heavyweight open guys. Yep. Um, they were the last two. Yeah. Like, and huge props to both of them. Both of them very, very strong, especially with that event. It was down, like, none of us actually had any idea who was going to win that event. Like, it was, it, they, they were both, like, it, it definitely could have gone either way. They were both pushing their limits. Yes. I think both of them were approaching the end of what they could do on that. So, the guy who came in second on that event, he, you know, he got the is athlete ready, athlete ready, yes, and go. He picked it, realized his belt wasn't where he wanted it. Put it back down so he readjusted his belt. Thought he was going to be good because he didn't actually move it, and was told he that no. was his attempt. Yep, it, it sucks, but it is what it is. I'm not going to lie. I do think that had that happened at the beginning of that event, mm-hmm. they might have given it to him. Right, but given that we had already been on that event for three hours, it was time to move on. I, I really think. And, and and I don't know because the guy who was judging it, he's been around for a long, long time. So he might so, have he might have ruled it the same way. Yeah, earlier. he might have ruled it the same way. But part of me does kind of think that it was a we've been doing this for three hours. This is our chance to end it. Um, I mean that's understandable. Um, but from what from what I can gather, they just follow the rules. Yeah. Um, it does suck for the competitors though because I really do I do feel like. I kind of feel like he'd have hit it. <laughs> he would. I think he could have got it. I think he would have hit it too. And, uh, and I think he could have not easily. No, it I wouldn't have been easy. But I, I think I think he had it in his ability to do it. It, it, it was weird. It was like Perkins's picks mm-hmm. looked easier than this guy. Mm-hmm. And just do some other stuff. I'm not going to like name his name. Just do some other stuff that kind of happened. Perkins' picks were easier, mm-hmm. but once it was picked. This guy moved way better with it. Right. Like, he looked like he was moving with a purpose. His feet were exactly where he wanted them to be. His technique for the moving was immaculate. Right. But I think Perkins had a stronger pick. Yeah. So, had they moved up again, 
then I'm not sure whether or not the guy who wound up getting out anyway would have been able to break it from the ground or not. But I also don't, we also don't know if Perkins would have been able to make the entire trip for that one because his, he was gassed. Yes, but he, he was saying they kept getting easier and easier, whether or not that's... That's what he said, but I didn't buy that. I think yeah. you were losing your consciousness slowly and slowlier. Yeah, he, he started looking worse and worse after every attempt. Um, and, you know, he just picked it up, moved it five feet, and won the event. Yeah, and his poor wife was like, you're not going to be able to catch him. Just let that tree fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was so supportive. Yeah. I, I, I love watching how supportive she was. Mm-hmm. She's just, great. Like, in his corner, gassing him up every every attempt yeah uh and she said you were prettier than he was yeah so. i am prettier than him yeah so let that be known yep i am prettier than andrew perkins yep so that's just because andrew perkins probably can't grow a beard wait what i bet i bet andrew perkins can't grow a beard he needs to grow a mustache i'm telling you he'd rock a mustache you think he needs to grow a mustache yeah chris bumstead mustache okay make All a right. run for it andrew how about nigel thornberry what? A Nigel Thornberry mustache. Oh, one of those big. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's just a huge bushy motherfucker. <laughs> looks, looks like looks like he's holding a squirrel between his nose and his top lip. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It has been decreed. So that was the fourth event. Took forever. Mm-hmm. Like I had an appointment back here at six o'clock at Atlas. I didn't think I was going to be able to watch your last event. It took so long. It was ridiculous. After. After that was, after that was the axe hold, and that was the last event. That was the last yep, event. That was the last event. And so, props. I, I know how hard it is to promote a show. Mm-hmm. It's a huge pain in the ass. It's stressful. You hardly make any money off of it at the end of the day. You're always wondering if the juice is really worth the squeeze. You really do it for the love of the sport. With all that being said. My God, was that the most anticlimactic event for a, for a last event? <laughs> I tell you what, though, it it looked cool. I think it looked cool standing there holding an axe, and I think a lot of the, um, especially the guys who took the uh, Zercher hold, mm-hmm. Zercher carry for for a considerable distance, were like, "I'm okay with this. This is a this is how I want to finish today." Maybe, maybe, <laughs> but I think it would. I think axe holds and like events like that work better as like a third or a fourth event Mm -hmm. like a break yeah well not necessarily a break but it's not a climax right like they were doing a max a max mammoth bar deadlift for this event if they were going to pick a last event and not have a load that should have been the last event i'm glad it was first because i got to get that on my way true true but i think as far as from a spectator standpoint it would have made a lot more sense if they would have done the overhead Mm mm-hmm let, let's see. Overhead, Zercher, Axehold, Farmer, Deadlift. Oh, I wonder what I would have been able to do if Axel was first. Hmm. Who knows? You also would have been more, much warmer sure. for the Deadlift because you had just done all the, that. Well, not just all that, but the Farmer. Right. Oh, that's true. Yep. I also think the reason why I did so well on the Farmer was also because I did, I did pulls. I did heavy pulls. And pull five hundred two. Yep. So when I went to do five twenty, whatever on the it was farmers, like it was like, Bring. yeah, yeah. So that was the last event. Mm-hmm. Really, there there wasn't a huge difference between the first and the last place finisher on any of for any of the weight classes from what I saw. I would have to go back and look at everything. I don't know. Um, spoiler alert: I was last, yep. which is fine. But it was also your second competition competing open. 
Yeah, I'm not mad about it because everyone that I competed against had more experience than I did. Yes. Um, the the guys who placed first, second, and third had been doing this for significantly longer than I have. And then the guys who placed fourth and fifth, who was fourth? I don't remember who fourth was. I know fifth was Brad Williams. Mm-hmm. Who was the fourth guy? You also PR'd everything, too. Yeah, everything I did yesterday was pretty much a PR. And, it, and including actual every second I did yeah. with the actual with the PR because I didn't train it at all. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I do something like that, I don't train it either. Like, I, I just had so many other things that I needed to work on. And your shoulders I, are going to get stronger while you're doing your overhead. Right. That's what I was thinking. It's like I'm focusing on Axel. I, I don't really I didn't really feel like if I had more time, maybe I would have thrown it in. But I just felt like there were other things to need to use my time on. So yeah. I just like, I don't think that event is going to win or lose me anything. So I just neglected it. And then still had 55 seconds. The guys that trained their asses off got maybe 15 seconds more than you. Yeah. So, and like I said, that wasn't going to win me anyway. So, and they probably would have gotten those 15 seconds anyway because they were also working on Axel. Probably. Yeah. So, so it was, it, I liked the event just because it was something different. I hadn't done it, but as far as training goes, I just I didn't feel like it was a priority at the time. No. I'll tell you what, though. <clears throat> like, that event did go way faster than I was expecting it to go. Mm-hmm. But I, I really I do wish they would have had more than two lanes for right. that event. Like, I understand they had some custom implements made for that one, so it was probably pretty expensive. I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, but... It looked cool. Yeah, it did look cool. You, did you hear my idea? For what? Just go to Home Depot, grab a 16-pound sledgehammer for every competitor. Everybody goes at the same time. Last man standing wins. That's actually not a bad idea. And then return the hammers on the way back. That's actually, that's a really good yeah. idea. Yeah, just... just <laughs> like, hi, I'm here to return these hammers. They haven't been used. 16 hammers. Wait, what the hell? Yeah. Would have been awesome. <laughs> Yeah, you just do one class at a time. That's actually not a bad idea, but do two and do like a crucifix hold. Oh, oh, oh we're doing this. I just dislocated my shoulder thinking about it. We're doing this. <laughs> what do you think is a good weight on a crucifix hold? Probably like probably just eight pound hammers, really. It doesn't need to be heavy. No, hold them straight out. Fully extended yeah. like that. That does not need to be. That's a good idea. You need to write that down. I like this. So you don't forget it. Write it down. <laughs> I like this. So we could also figure out a way. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> figure out a way, and maybe this is what, like, we figured out everybody's wingspans. Yeah. But something to where when they drop, it makes a loud pop sound or something. Get, like, some, yeah. uh, you know, those little fireworks, you smash them on the ground. Yeah. You just stick a bunch of them to the end of those, and when they drop it, it explodes. Yeah. <laughs> Ideas. I'll think of something. I yeah. see the gears in your brain spinning. They they, they do that sometimes. It <laughs> doesn't mean they're actually doing anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, thinking of um, that uh, that that TikTok filter with the little dancing anime girl. <laughs> like da, da, da. Yeah. Whatever. However it goes. Yeah, I don't however know. It goes. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a ubu boy or whatever you fucking call them. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No. You know you know, you got a set of pair of hearing aids with cat ears on them. No, I promise I don't. Everyone knows, Matt. Everyone knows. I feel like my wife would leave me if she saw some cat ear hearing aids. Why, why are you shaming? Why am I shaming? Yeah, I'm shaming? not shaming anyone else who does it. It's just not for me. <laughs> so, 
So, yeah, that was the event. Um, spoiler alert, Andrew Perkins got first. And yeah. we were told by the guy who got second to not let him compete anymore because he won by five and a half points. <laughs> yeah. Which there were six people in the weight class, which means there's six points you can actually win for each. All right, that's something a lot of people might not know. How Strongman is actually scored. Actually, so, I don't even know. I you, just do the stuff. You don't know how it's scored? No, I just do the thing, look at the scoreboard, and go. Okay. <laughs> there were six people in your weight class, mm-hmm. which means each event can get you a maximum of six points. Okay. Person that comes in first gets six points. Person that comes in second gets five points, all the way down to the person that comes in last. Gets and if you one tie, point. if you tie, you split the points. Yes. Okay. So, like, let's say, let's say three people tied for. Let's say three people tied for second. Mm-hmm. Then they would take 15 points divided by three. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense? Sure. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's how that works. Um, no, wait, is that? No, it, five no. points. Yeah. Fi- five points. If, if three people tie for second, then it's five points divided by three, right? No. No? No. Can't um, be 15. i trying to remember exactly how it goes. Because I, I, I have to look because, like, I, it, they, they average it out. So mm-hmm. it's, like, less than five, more than some. So maybe each person gets four points. Okay. Um, because there's no longer a third place. Yeah, there's no longer a third place. It's just first, second, and fourth. Yes. And so on and so forth. Yeah. But – then at the end, they add it all up. So the fact that Andrew Perkins won by five and a half points. Big. He essentially could have just completely phoned in the last event and still won. Probably, yeah. Like, yeah. like he would have had to have zeroed the event, and one of the people who came, and the person that came in second would have had to have come in first. Yeah. For him to actually lose. And he still would have podiumed. Yeah, he still would have gotten second. Yeah. So, well, because he's a competitor, he came in first like a man. Yep. Well, he didn't come in first uh, first in that event. It didn't matter anyway. Yeah. He came in first regardless. Yep. But, yeah, so that's how that went down. Um, what's next on the plan for Matthew Cavalier? So, uh, now that I am done competing pretty much for the year, because uh, we have a show that we're going to host here, Yep. and then we have another show we're going to host in the spring, um, I am just going to spend the next few months just getting stronger and maybe a little leaner. Which one are you going to do first? I'm going to do both at the same time because you can do that. It's hard, but you can do it. And I'm going to try to take the discipline to do it. So that's where you and I really differ on our ideas. Mm-hmm. So you can really, uh, you can really only do one well at a time. Right. Like at our level, you can only do one well. And you'll probably get further if you focus on one than focus on the other. I'll just get strong then. Okay. The holidays are coming up, so I might as well just get fucking strong. All right. Fair enough. Because, <laughs> like, one requires a calorie surplus and the other requires a calorie deficit. Right. All right. Unless you're going to eat at maintenance and kind of get somewhere. That's kind of the plan. Just hover around maintenance, maybe yeah. a little bit more. Me, I, I, really need to, I really need to buckle down and get lean. So, my plan is I want to lean up to around – 205, 210, mm-hmm. and start adding up, and then start adding some mass in time for Alabama. Right. That's my plan because I do want to compete in Alabama strongest this next year and get my overhead up so I can keep up with you on overhead. My overhead is pretty good. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's going to keep going up. Okay. We'll see. Yep. We'll see. Mm. We will see. All right. So that's about it. Anything else you want to add? Um, come compete with us in November. November 19th, Rougarou, third no- annual Rougarou. November 19th, third annual Rougarou Classic. It's available on the Iron Podium. It is a USS show, and it is a Nationals qualifier. So until next time, we'll see ya. See ya. Just a quick recap of the sponsors. We have StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 20% on your next order of caffeine. Next up, we have Impact Mouthguards. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% on your custom mouthguard. Next, we have Sticks and Stone. Go follow them on all social media. They have a really awesome YouTube channel. And finally, there is the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. Follow us at Atlas Strength Shop at all platforms. We just recently started putting a lot of things on YouTube, including this show, if you want to see a video version of this show. Last but not least, don't forget to like and subscribe and share us with all of your friends. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. See you all next time.